This is a Podfire production. Welcome to the Two Cripples, One Pair of Legs podcast, where every fortnight, your hosts, Adam Shepard and Natasha Price, take a long, hard look at the world through the eyes of two people who believe in grabbing life by the balls and squeezing tighter than Borat in a mankini. The good, the bad, the often cringeworthy, but most importantly, the hilarity that can and often does ensue. If you're looking for fluffy sunshine and rainbows, My Little Pony meets Care Bears type of purity, you've probably come to the wrong place. If you're after good conversation, warped humour, quick wit, a touch of sarcasm, two proud people with disabilities with the no holes barred, leave no stump unturned outlook on life, welcome home. Hello, Natasha. Hello, Adam. How are you? I'm very well in yourself. Yeah, yeah, good. Can you believe that another week has gone? This is a third our third podcast. Third episode. And we've got a really, really special episode for you guys today. I know. I'm really excited for this one. I know. Me too. Me too. So we've got um, a very, very special guest with us in the studio, Kayla Cuba. Hi, Kayla. Hi, guys. How are you? Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're, uh, we'll get to you in just a second. I'll do a nice little oh. intro and <laughs> you'll feel all special. I hear that this is your first podcast. So yes. yeah, you'll be right. Don't worry. We don't bite mm-hmm. or, or most of the time anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't. No, well, yeah, I do. Lots. I think that's why people get scared of me. <laughs> I, I'm like one of those little chihuahuas, my, but then my bark is worse than my bite, so don't worry. You'll be right. <laughs> so what have we been up to this week, Adam? Uh, getting we, You and I get on a uh, big jumbo. Uh, well, maybe not a jumbo, but a big plane anyway. Yes. Uh, and go to Japan the day after tomorrow. We do. We do. It's super exciting. So we, yes, we just got back from New Zealand and New Zealand got rained out, as mm. most of you know. But um, yeah. yeah, we're also off to Japan for a big race uh, on the weekend. So Sunday I have the Oita International Marathon and I am absolutely shitting myself. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> it, 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 you're going to have so much fun. It's going to be awesome. And Yeah. Um, it yeah. is going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. But literally racing on a field full of the biggest races worldwide and it's my first time in such a huge event so um wow wow it's scary but I'll be fine I'll be right I'm yeah, just gonna run fine. just running my own race or well not running pushing but you know yeah. what I mean look you just gotta you gotta go and have fun and enjoy the atmosphere and the rest comes I mean you, we trained for it you're you're ready and yes it'll be good Yes, I'm ready. I'm never ready. (laughs) (laughs) Never ready. Do you (laughs) ever feel ready, Kayla, as you know? Well, as the guys that are viewing probably don't know at this point, but... um, yeah, maybe you should introduce yes, Kayla. I was just that's what I was going to do. do. do I'm going to do the intro, a little bit of a segue <laughs> from athletics into this. So Kayla is the third all-time ranked women's triple jumper here in Australia, current Australia and Oceania champion, my fellow Oceania <laughs> Tam, what's up, sister? <laughs> and has a PB of 13.56 on her other leg. So we'll find out exactly what that <laughs> means uh, at some point soon. And she also says in her bio to us, just a girl trying to put women's triple jump on the map in Australia and lead the way for other girls to come through for the future. So I'll talk to you a little bit about that soon well, I find that really really interesting Adam want to commence the interview oh okay. <laughs> can I, can I? <laughs> oh you're so I've, special I've promised Kayla that we'll behave ourselves <laughs> so I suppose I'd better the water cooler I can't actually uh, your microphone is dead in my eyeline okay so hang I can't, on hang yeah. on hang on let me see if I can oh there we go oh, <laughs> hey Kayla how Hello, you doing how hey. are you? <laughs> so you're a triple jumper Yes. Yes. So how long, what age did you get into triple jump? Um, oh, I think I was 15, 16. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I just started it in high school around grade nine to 10, really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm guessing triple jump wasn't your first sport. No, not no. really. Yeah. Probably high jump. I mm-hmm. did from a younger age, mm-hmm. just in school though, and then grade eight, and then got to grade nine and mm-hmm. someone... One of the coaches at the school wanted to help me win some high jump and then he said, oh, you should probably give triple jump a go too. So did that and then did it sports carnival for the first time in grade nine, did terribly. Like <laughs> I think I did hop, step, step, jump because I just didn't, didn't know understand. But then, yeah, I really liked it and then just kept going from there. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Really cool. Yeah, so did you feel that passion from the start of, you know, from the start of your athletics? Yeah. yeah okay. I really liked it. It was different and hard. Like it's, n- it's one of those things where you 
are always like my coach always says you're always chasing the perfect jump because there's so Mm -hmm. much to it it's like you've got to come in you've got to do a big hop then rebounce into a step and then try get a massive jump out like long jump Mm -hmm. so it's like trying to work on all those and coming in at speed's not always the easiest thing and then trying to land and keep speed through all those phases too. You know what I'm thinking about this whole, what's just coming into my head as Kayla's saying all this? What's that? We, you and me would be completely shit at this. Yes, yes, we would. We We can't (laughs) jump, let alone triple jump. Well, we know that you suck at hurdles. Hurdles, Hang on, on, let me press the button. Uh, You did. Don't make me pull out a hurdle. Yes, we would absolutely suck at it. Um, I, I guess it's a it's an incredibly technical sport, isn't it? It's not mm. like it's not like you're just running somewhere where you put no. one one leg in front of the other and even if your technique's terrible, you can still do it. If you don't know what you're doing with triple jump, if you've gotten, if someone says to you, right, do a triple jump, a lot of people go, mm. yeah, <laughs> it, they definitely try. Yeah. And you can at a lower speed. It's when you increase the speed, I think that's where everything kind of gets really hard because the faster you go, the faster your phases go. So mm-hmm. your flight phases change and it's like you have to be really strong and powerful and then you've still got to have those elements of like trying to freeze and pause in the air to like get into power positions and things like that. And yeah. and I'm wanting to, I guess, hit the board at the right time as well. You yeah. know, you go over mm. and then obviously you, you end up with a DQ on that round. Yeah. And, and that's you still kind of have to finish the jump. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would, that would suck. <laughs> so, so talk us through a typical, I mean, obviously, you know, you're, you're coming into competition, um, your, your training regime changes and you're taking ring yep. and all that sort of stuff but take us through what a what a uh, I don't want to say standard but a, a common week's training would be for you um so pretty much Monday we do like a heavy gym session uh-huh. kind of leading into Tuesday Tuesday Friday kind of swap sometimes so uh-huh. Tuesday's either like a technical jump session or a pit plyo session because uh-huh. really triple jumps one of those ones you can't really just jump every week consistently no so, yeah, that'll change between technical jumps or a pit plyo session. Mm. Wednesday can either be just a gym session or hills and gym. So it can be a double up day. Hills. Fun, oh. fun, fun. I know. <laughs> and then Thursday's usually the morning off and then Friday goes into a speed power day. Yep. Or it could be a technical jumps depending how the week's gone, track availability, stuff like that. Yeah. And then Saturday morning I have another double. So I usually do hills and then I'll go and do a gym session as well. And then Sunday I usually get off because I work all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So uh, yeah. All day on Sunday. So you don't actually get any... No, not particularly. So, like, day I have off training, I have work. Mm -hmm. So, usually – and then the day I don't have work, I have training. So – I kind guess of balances out. I can talk to this from from experience. It's it's hard work being an elite athlete, but also having to hold down a job. And and I guess like many people in the general public don't realize how many people that are in athletics have to still hold down full time work as well and maintain that level of training at the same time. It's exhausting. Yeah, definitely, it's a lot, and it's because you have to self fund everything. Like it's yeah. not like you can just work. 10 to 15 hours and be mm-hmm. okay with it. Like athletics is expensive. It's like incredibly I think expensive. Yeah. all my comps this year have cost almost a thousand dollars and I've only done three. Yeah. I went to Sydney nationals around a thousand Mackay for two days, a thousand dollars Townsville. I think I was there for two nights as well. A thousand dollars. And it's like spikes on top of that track access yeah. uniforms. Like it's a lot of money. So it like, is. People are like, oh, why do you work six days a week? And it's like, I, I kind of have to. Yeah, yeah. I Choice. need the money to yeah. fund myself yeah. to be able to go. You want to do the, the sport you love. You've got to be yep. able to pay for it because um, – no yeah, one's helping uh, you. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. it. I mean, it, we, we know that in, in disabled sport, you know, sponsorship is is bloody hard to come yeah. by. Um, yeah, it's – it's um. So, so what do you do, like, for downtime? Do you, do you ever get downtime? Like, um, what, what's downtime for Kayla? Honestly, a lot of sitting at home. <laughs> I yep. just, yeah, anytime yeah. I get where I can just sit at home, relax. It's a lot of just going over training videos, talking to my coach mm-hmm. on like what we can improve, what we cool. need to work on. Lots of watching videos, like other people jumping, my own jumps, my training videos, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so watch watch what other people do as well. And yep. we often do that. We'll, we'll get on YouTube or, you know, 
stalk somebody on Facebook and, um, you know, sort of, and, and a lot of them are really good because they do put, you know, sort of technique videos yep. on and, um, and as we know, you know, it's, it's the 1% stuff that makes yep. all the difference, isn't it? So, 100%. Yeah. So, so typically on, on one of your training days or, or certainly on, on a training week, how, how many hours do you tend to spend training, would you say, over um, a week period? Well, each session can run between an hour and a half to two hours. Sometimes, like yesterday, I think we started at eight, finished almost around ten thirty mm. to ten. That's a big, big session. Yeah, particularly when you're out in the sun. You know, yep. if you're out in the track or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, quite a few. I'd say probably it's probably not as much as how much I work at my actual job, but mm -hmm. it it come pretty close. Like yeah, yeah. it's definitely probably over about. 15, 20 hours of training, yeah. I think we all probably just need to buy shares in a sunscreen company or, <laughs> oh, or at least right. hats and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think I ended up cooked after being out in the sun all day yesterday. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, you only yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes it out of you. It does, it does. So pre-race routine for you, is is there one, and, and talk us through that, on, um, on the day – the morning of a of a of a competition. Day of a comp, it's usually I try keep it the same as what I would do on a normal training day or things like that. Like anything I can do to make it similar to what I would do on a comp day is easy. So usually wake up, have breakfast, usually go for a walk if my comp's late in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. If it's kind of middle of the day, you kind of just wake up, have breakfast, go to your room, start getting ready. Because yep. by the time you get to the track, you have to like have some downtime at the track before you start warming up, then cool room. Yeah. Your day kind of goes pretty quick, like it's done really like does. that. So and I think everybody assumes that, you know, your your jumping time is is, is such a small amount of time, but yeah. it's all the extra You're literally probably at the yeah. track probably two, three hours before you jump because you've cool rooms an hour before. Mm -hmm. And then before that, you've got like your warm up, you've got to get to the track, get your numbers, check in. Mm. It's a lot more than just rocking yes. up yeah, and yeah. competing. And absolutely. there's there's absolutely I'm I'm that guy who will be somewhere three hours early before, yep. rather than be late. And it drives Tash nuts. It drives me up the wall. <laughs> but I, as soon as I know I'm running late for something, I I'm, I'm stressed. Yep. Like I, I cannot do it. And as an athlete, I mean, from my days when I was I was doing athletics, there's, there's absolutely nothing worse than. Yeah, than that feeling. There's nothing worse than that <laughs> feeling. Although with us too, quite often we'll we'll prepare to be somewhere hours hours and hours beforehand, but something always gets yep. in the way. Yeah. <laughs> always something. Yeah. <laughs> remember, do you remember Sunshine? I was at Sunshine Coast Marathon. Oh, a few and years ago. yes, and the car broke down before mm. we needed to be oh. there, and yeah. we were like an hour off. Um, Call time and well, like it was mm. the street was shutting where we were going oh, to park, yeah, so oh, wow. we had to be yeah. up super. But I, I'm gonna and and I'm saying this for everyone to hear, so you know, no shame. Um, it was my fault because I had this. We have this little travel esky that plugs into my car, oh, and we yep. keep like drinks and you know whatever we need in the in the back of that. And um, we got there from the from the trip to the Sunshine Coast and didn't think twice about it. Pulled everything else out of the car except the esky, and so the esky had been running in the car all night and ran the oh, battery. No. Bye bye battery. So, yeah, yep. like yes, and worst thing about that is the nearest RACQ officer was about an hour away. So yeah, <laughs> that, that was fun. fun. We, we dragged him out of bed apparently. Yes, we <laughs> oh, did. Geez. Oh, look, great thing is we made the. So that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit stressful, a little bit stressful. So you hear of a lot of athletes have, um, for want of a better term, superstitions about, you know, you know, or I don't know if superstitions are the right word, but you know, what they, what they wear and, you know, yep. as, as part of, you know, they always wear a specific pair of spikes or, you know, shirts or, you know, whatever. Do you, do you have any of that? Um, I literally just... Everyone hates this, but I always wear odd socks. Even at work, like right now, I just always have odd socks on. And I've done it since I was in primary school. Mm -hmm. So it's just, that's like my thing. I just don't wear matching socks. Oh, I, I love that. Me oh. too. Me, oh, me you, too. You can't wear socks. I, so. I used to be able to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I've actually told you a story. I actually, because when I had legs, I don't have legs anymore. When, <laughs> when I used to have legs, I actually went to school one day with mismatched shoes on. Oh. I did. Good yeah, job. Yeah. And my friend's like, why have you got two different shoes on? I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't realise. That takes it to the next level. Yeah, <laughs> oh, look, you know, I'm all about, you know, putting it out there. So, yeah. You like to be a little bit different in the things mm -hmm. you do, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. Yeah. So um, your favourite athletics moment thus far in your career? Um, it's hard to say. Like Nationals and Oceania's was pretty pretty up there because mm -hmm. I feel like it was kind of my first thing of like 
establishing myself and like kind of achieving some of the goals I want to achieve. But I'd say I still haven't really been overly happy with my performances yet. Mm -hmm. So even though it was a good win, it was still like, Oh, I could have done You're better. You're an athlete. You 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 will never ever ever be happy, no matter what kind of performance you've got. Because I'm I'm exactly the same. It doesn't matter doesn't matter what I've done, what I've performed like on the day. There's always that little thing you kind of say to yourself, "Oh, I should have done better," but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because yeah. having having those thoughts mm. allows kind of what you keeps to you going, knowing you haven't mm. fully exactly. done your best yet. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Does your does your coach ever get in your ear and go though? That was a really good comp. Like you, you absolutely killed it. You should I think be really sometimes happy with he's that. a bit more positive than me. Like that sounds sometimes familiar. I get really down on myself, and he's like, "No, like you're doing well. Like you can do better, but yeah. you're doing well. You yeah. just got to do this." Yeah, and he yeah. kind of like brings me back because I get to like a point, even at training, sometimes like if I set like a marker in my head and I'm not hitting it, mm-hmm. I'll just use that and just get so like down on myself. And he's like, "Well." You're not, you have to look at the whole thing. Like mm-hmm. your positions are well today. You're bouncing well, you're fast, but you're just not hitting the distance. And that could be, you forgot we did heavy gym yesterday yeah, and stuff like There's that. There's always so a reason. Yeah. And, and yeah. sometimes those things are just outside your control. We we all just have bad days sometimes yeah. and, and you can be doing technique right and doing everything you're supposed to be doing. It sometimes go. it just doesn't, you know, and that there's there's so many outside factors outside your control which can affect that. So yeah. it's, um yeah. That's, that's, you know, you'll often go, oh, my arms are really heavy today or my tries are really sore. Yeah. And that's probably because we did a heavy tricep session the day before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's keeping all those things in, in mind. In perspective, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, next question. Uh, I was yeah. I was <laughs> next question. So, uh, Kayla of today. What would Kayla of today tell ten year old Kayla? What advice would you give ten year old Kayla? Maybe to start earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it kind of was a like I look back at it now and I'm like, but I probably wouldn't have been the person I am now if I had of like, I mm-hmm. might not have gone to the same coaches. I might not have gone down the same path, mm-hmm. but probably just to be a little bit more like positive on like all my stuff. Cause I've always been really hard on myself, like mm-hmm. in any kind of sport, like I'm very competitive. So yeah. anything like that. And I feel like I was always that person, like I'd win States and I'd go to nationals and I'd be like, Oh, I got fourth. Mm-hmm. But like to everyone else, they're like, wow, you got fourth. And I'm like, "Amazing!" Mm. no, I didn't get a medal. Like <laughs> I got fourth, like yeah. you don't understanding kind of thing. And I'd like get upset at myself, but mm. I'd probably just realise like they're all just little wins on the path up that you're going to. Exactly mm. right. Yeah. Awesome. And you, you have to celebrate every little win because it's very, very easy as humans for us to beat up on ourselves and think that we haven't done well enough. But celebrating those little things is actually what keeps driving you forwards yeah, and, and, and remaining in that positive mindset is yep. extremely important. So I have a question for you. Um, in, I'll in shut up. Uh, yeah, please do. You don't do it very often. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Actually, no, it's very true. You don't shut up. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> um, so in, your, in the bio that you sent us, you yep. said about the PB being... On my other leg. On your over, other leg. Oh, what yeah. does that mean? Please explain. So, I'm dying to know. <laughs> so basically, like, in triple jump, obviously, everyone has a dominant leg, and you don't really go off your often leg enough, but I have, like, stuff from kind of tendonitis in one leg that I have for a while and that's my step jump leg mm-hmm. but it's also a very strong leg because it's my step jump leg so I can actually jump off both my legs mm-hmm. and in Mackay for Oceania's they didn't replace the long jump board with a proper board mm. okay. so that when I kept landing on it on my step jump leg it would slide and it would kind of like make my knee lock when I jump oh, no. so if you like look at any of my videos I just look like I'm an absolute hard oh. because I'm just jumping and it just looks like I'm like moving everywhere and it's because the board was moving backwards as I'd go to take off oh, Jesus. and it just kept aggravating my knee and my coach, I think I had two jumps left and he's like, you know what, Can do you feel confident going off your other leg? Because I don't mm. hop and step as far on that leg so I would hopefully miss the board but be able to jump as far. And I was like, yeah, look, I'm happy, let's change it because I wasn't, I hadn't jumped a very good distance yet mm. and I was like, we need to get one out there. I've only mm. got two jumps left. So he swapped legs and then I came out on then it was 13.56. So that nice. was a PB. Awesome. And it was good. And then probably should have jumped. So we talk about this all the time. We probably should have swapped back to the other leg now that I 
gave it a rest. But then it was just too much on that knee. Like after mm. four jumps of it, just constantly hitting that board and it yeah. kind of like jarring. Yeah. And then I could get like, I think I got, that was my probably only proper jump that day. Oh, wow. So that's why it was like a good comp, but it was still like I have so much more because yeah. like all the landmarks, everything we were hitting, it was good, ready to go, but it was just like, it just wasn't. Sometimes these things just aren't meant to be for yeah. me. For it, me, was it was very, very similar mm. with Oceania. I mm. um, it just the rain and the wind and just yes, yeah, the, the, the wind on that track was just next level, and I definitely did not pull out any half decent performances, let alone no. good performances. <laughs> but it, mm. it, it just sometimes it's the conditions, isn't it? Yep. There's nothing you can do just about it. Ready for it. It's an interesting situation, though, that conversation that you have to have with your coach, and we have it as well. And, yep. you know, we had to have that conversation in Auckland recently, the Auckland yep. Marathon, because, yeah, it's Oceania's, um, and, yeah, it was Auckland Marathon, but you've got to look ahead to your other competitions exactly. and go, is it worth me screwing myself up in this competition and possibly affecting my, you know, my future yep. you know, competitions and injuring myself and all that sort of stuff? So, yeah, I think that's yeah. a, a conversation that every athlete coach has. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've just got our... I've got just one more thing. Oh, you've got Ooh, one more. I do oh. have one more thing. So also based on your bio, mm. <laughs> hang on, let me just open this again because I want to read it back to you. Um, so you said... You are just a girl trying to put women's triple jump on the map in Australia and lead the way for other girls to come through for the future. Now, Adam and I are all about gender collaboration. We we believe that the best way to empower women is through collaboration of the sexes yep. and, mm -hmm. and making sure that we both equally support each other. But I absolutely love what you said yep. there. What's given you that, that, that drive and that passion to help support women and young girls coming through the system there just isn't any like if you look at women's triple jump there's not many girls in it mm -hmm. it's one of those sports where it is tough and it is hard and if you don't have the right coach you do get injured that's why it has the nickname cripple jump like but it's yeah. not if you do it properly it's safe healthy it can be like every other event but if yeah. it's done wrong like and i think that pushes so many people away like at a young age if you're jumping far and triple jump but then you start getting sore depending on what your training is mm -hmm. they just push you to long jump mm. yeah or you go to a different event and stuff like that and it's like there's not been a pathway for any of us like mm -hmm. we've never had a girl ever go to the olympics or a world championship from australia wow, in triple really jump sad. yeah yeah so it's like even trying to be the first person to do that it's like you don't have anyone to copy yeah you don't have any milestones you can copy off anything like that and it's like so trying to do something like that so people then have that where they can follow yeah. you and things like that is like something mm. I want to do because I love triple jump. We, we we have this saying that we – this mantra, I guess you say, that we, we use all the time and it, and it is you can't be what you can't see and, yep. and that's exactly what you're you're talking about, I think. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So in, in the sport of, of triple jump, what do you think – as somebody who's been in the sport for a little while now, what do you think triple jump needs to to, to progress? And I, I know we kind of just touched on that a little bit then, I think. It's, it's really hard. I think it just needs everyone to kind of work together and, like, build on it. Because I think mm -hmm. coaching's very competitive and, like, everyone's here and there and everyone has their own things, but it's, like, you've got to look elsewhere. Like, my coach does a lot of – he has a lot of – high friends internationally that have done very well as mm -hmm. coaches overseas and so he gets a lot of his information from over there but I think people just get stuck in their ways and then if you're not doing it a certain way then it kind of comes back on them and mm -hmm. you kind of get outed and outcasted because you're doing different stuff to everyone else and yeah. I think if everyone just kind of like wanted to work together to really do something with it everyone could Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Makes yeah, yeah it makes total sense. Okay, we're going to get into our last six. We call them quick fire questions, and and these are questions that we just ask all our guests, okay. and um, a bit of fun, you know, a bit of a laugh. <laughs> so, and I love this one. I this one gives people the creeps. But gives you know, me gives, the creeps. Gives it you makes, the creeps. It makes me think that you're you know some kind of crazed necrophiliac. And, but anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> if you could spend twenty four hours in the body of somebody else dead or alive who would it be you know what i'd probably pick rojas i'd love to just feel what it would be like to jump as far as she does and mm -hmm. do what she does yeah. that's it's just insane watching yeah. her it's, it's phenomenal isn't it so i think yep. i think it would be her that um uh, just as a as a side 
note too, that photo that you sent me for you, for the bio that we've done for you, you've got the biggest grin on your face I've ever seen in that. Oh, it, it's awesome. It's one of the better ones. You should see my national photos. <laughs> Definitely not posting <laughs> oh, any of them. Hey, ever. don't worry. I've got I've got some really really interesting ones. I think there's one at me at nationals. Um, my racing chair broke just as oh. I was going to the start line. I couldn't work the compensator on it. And, oh, sorry, I was, sorry, not just going to the start line. I was um, about 100 metres into the race. And all you see is this look on my face of me going, fuck. Yep. And I'm just, I look angry and awful. Yep. And I am just pulling oh. the worst scrunch up face. But it's funny, some of the photos they get. But 100%. I love that you had a big smile on that one. <laughs> it, it was you know awesome. You were well. That's Absolutely. Great. Yeah, That's great. That's great. So um, what's one food you would never under any circumstances circumstances eat seafood seafood hate it oh really woman after my own heart it smells it doesn't it doesn't even like when you bite into it it doesn't even taste like it's cooked or it's just the textures it's just a no i love it no from me I know most people will probably disagree with us, yeah. but no, I'm I'm so with you on that one. <laughs> well, seafood kind of kill you too, yeah. so there's you know, it does not make me well, but there we a go. Bit of a problem there. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm I'm outnumbered in the room today. Yes, you are. You're in the minority. I mean, the <sighs> fact that you have no legs probably puts you in that mi- minority <laughs> too. <laughs> but, uh, uh, the, today we're actually two cripples and two pairs of legs. True. So this is true. Yeah. This is this is very true. Uh, two cripples. Two pairs of legs and one triple jumper. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. let, let's go. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, what's at the top of your bucket list? Top of my bucket list, hopefully going to a world champs and Olympics. That's mm-hmm. that's probably a big goal yep. to try and be the first person to do that in Australia. That would so be really cool. you're working towards the world champs for this year, do you think? Next yeah. year, do you think? Um yeah, hopefully in Budapest and then Hopefully, if it all goes to plan, it'll hopefully set up to be able to go to Paris as well. Yeah, awesome. yeah. That's, that's really, it. really cool. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. So, which celebrity could you see yourself being besties with? Controversial. I love Kim Kardashian. Oh, I, fair enough. No, cool. Yeah, I'd love to be her best friend. Yeah. We wouldn't, to be fair. Oh, there you go. I mean, <laughs> you, you definitely get spoiled, that's for sure. <laughs> you could hit her up for sponsorship, that's for sure. I that's would true. love all her stuff. <laughs> I would happily take anything she has. I was kind of jealous that all the US team for the Olympics got sponsored by Skims, but we'll yeah, mm-hmm. just true. have to work towards that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. you'll get there one day. Yeah. Well, maybe not the US team. That, <laughs> wouldn't, that wouldn't quite <laughs> that, work. That wouldn't please, work, but... Please, please stay with Australia. Maybe we can swap kits. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go with that. Let's Sounds go with that. good. Uh, so what's one thing you would do if fear wasn't a factor? Fear wasn't a factor. Hmm. I don't know. I'm pretty scared of heights. I would probably... That's me. Yeah. I've That's always me. told myself I want to go skydiving, but, mm-hmm. you know, Just I don't think I could bring those. myself to do it. I have, the, I have the perfect alternative for you, actually. <laughs> yes, actually. you do. Yeah. So have you... I fly... Um, yes, indoor. I've seen that. I haven't been to do it yet. But oh, all right, it's great. That could be well, on I'll, I will hook you up. It's it's fun. There is <laughs> there is not enough money in the universe to get me to jump out of yep. a perfectly good plane. That's fair. He is the biggest wimp when it comes to heights. But you know, <laughs> you're talking to somebody else who's just said that. <laughs> but yeah, there's two big wimps here. Then. I'm, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Big call. <laughs> best piece of advice I've been given. Uh, probably my coach says this all the time and it's really true he's like I don't know why you're scared you're not gonna die doing it that's awesome yeah that's fair I don't know why I'm going into this comp scared like yeah I'm probably not gonna die so Mm. I probably should be less worried (laughs) this is true that's a great piece of advice I love that yeah Yeah. I mean you 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 do you put yourself under a lot of pressure to you know to perform perform and you know put everything together in the right way on the day don't you I mean you you're and I was like that when you know I used to compete as well Um, yeah um, but in the end the day's the day and yeah you you do what you can don't you yeah yeah yeah. so absolutely well there we go absolutely hey I think that's all our questions rock and roll Okay, That's cool. Hello, Ruby. Hi, Ruby. <laughs> Ruby's just popped in. <laughs> That's why you s- we seem distracted there for a second. But anyway, Kayla, thank you for coming in today. That's okay. Thank you for having me, guys. Okay. We wish you we all the very best. It. And um, we will follow your journey. And nice. um, we might get you back in um, at some point for a, another interview in the future and yeah, see how definitely. things are progressing. And That would be yeah. cool. And, you know, find out how your next big comp goes. What, what have you got coming up? Um, 
I think on the cards at the moment, depending how things are going, everything always changes depending on stuff. But I think Canberra next year, mm-hmm. Canberra State Champs, probably yeah. end of January is probably uh, the first big we'll one. Be, we'll be there. That, that's what yeah, we're looking yeah, at, isn't it? Yeah, 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 we're looking so at that one as well. Hopefully some big things happen there. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. And if anybody's looking for a gun triple jumper to sponsor... <laughs> Yes, do it. Yep. Kayla here's fantastic. <laughs> and then wheelchair racer as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, don't <laughs> forget me. Don't <laughs> forget me. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you for having um thank having us in. No, you didn't have us in, we had you in. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. This is my podcast. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> hey, you never know. Um and what did you think of your first podcast interview? I liked it. Yeah, Different good, good but experience. good. All right, yeah. awesome. awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. So we will catch you again soon we we see you at the gym at emf all the yes, time definitely. you're um you, you're always there at kumra so say hi people if you see her on Do the it. way in <laughs> absolutely <laughs> we'll catch you next time perfect thank you guys thanks kayla right, thanks kayla okay so on with the rest of the podcast mm-hmm. we are going to deal with a couple more sessions i'm just going to quickly say goodbye to kayla whilst yep. you talk for a moment absolutely Absolutely. So we're going to, what are we kicking off with next? I'm, I'm having a look. At I reckon we've got the soapbox session next, do you reckon? Oh, no, hang on. No, we have social. Thanks, Kayla. We have social, Bye, Kayla. social media takedown. The social media takedown. Oh, hey, uh, we've got new buttons this week. Uh, Which one, though, is the question? Can Adam see? I, oh, no. No, oh, come on. Two cripples using speech tower disguise. <laughs> 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 We're really well prepared and well oiled for this one. To the soapbox session. Okay, I reckon that these buttons are in order of what we're doing. So, social media I think we should just leave that part in. Because I know it's kind of funny that we you, just messed the up fact that so much. Ruby's gone to all the trouble of of labeling these buttons, and I still managed to cock it up. <laughs> uh, it's all right. Well, it's what we who's, who's the blind one in this room? I know, right? You would think it was you, but there we go. Oh my, there we go. Oh my god! So social media takedown. Okay, so <laughs> this week I've got a really, really interesting conversation to have with people about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, does anyone know what a devotee Has is? Has anybody heard of... Th- we've probably got some devotees watching. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah. I'd show you my stumps, but I'm behind a desk. <laughs> <laughs> so devotees, for those of you that don't know, are people that are into those with disabilities. Um, they're sexually turned on by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whatever floats your boat, guys, you know, mm-hmm. that's... Whatever. If, if you're into that, you're into that. I personally find it a little bit repulsive because I can't stand the fact that anyone would define me as just by having a disability rather than a, as a woman, as an individual, as yep. a human, whatever. Whatever floats your boat, guys. But we want to talk about something very, very specific. And mm-hmm. that is some of the really, really freaky messed up offers and messages that both you and I mm-hmm. get. Granted, you get a far more than I do. I think I've had one maybe two yeah you've had a couple i've had a couple but yeah yeah, i get i get these messages on a daily basis you you could set up a like a a program (laughs) for all the ones i should do i reckon i'm going to start putting screenshots out there because some (sighs) of them are just freaking hilarious but um i i want to talk about this guy so he <laughs> he's based in Italy. He Hello uh, Italy if you're watching. Yes, hi hi Italy. Or listening. <laughs> um and he turns out that he's got a real thing about the feet of crippled women, disabled <laughs> women. He just just turns him on and floats his boat. It puts the lotion in the basket. Yeah, very, 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 very Hannibal Lecter. But anyway, <laughs> he um he keeps sending me these messages and it goes on for some while. Oh, please, I love you. I, lo- I, you know, I love your feet so much and uh, I really just want to see your feet, which, okay, whatever. I'll sell you some pictures, dude. You can have them for, you know, a thousand bucks a pop or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good little side hey, hustle. Why not? Good side hustle, I think. It's a, it's a good way to make some money. But next message I get says, I would really, really like to pay for you to come to Italy. I'll pay for you first class, all luxury. You'll stay in a hotel and then you will... Oh, insulin pump going off. That's always great. Sorry, Excellent. Guys. That's a bit distracting. Mm. Um, and where was I at? Oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll pay you like $35,000 to come and stay with me for a few days so I can take pictures of your feet. 
Yes. Okay. I'm about to go to some creepy dude in Italy and say, do you know what? Yes, you can take photos of my feet for 35,000 bucks because I really feel like ending up dead today. Well, I would have. I would have come and you just tell him that we want first class seats and I was gonna say, like I'll you know, I'll I'll lop my feet off well, actually no Maybe I'll lop my feet off they should have just oh, sent him yours. We should have sent him I mine. know, right? We could have like sent it express uh, post. <laughs> he could and uh, we would have got the thirty five grand and not had to do I anything know. for the for the I privilege. Know. I know. I was is, hey, I was getting rid of them anyway. Exactly right. It would have made no difference if we would have made a load of money in the process. And I could have actually made yeah, we we could have made some money. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, we don't even know where your feet are though these days. Uh yeah. Ashes and dust, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, let's yeah. We I think we we would have some fun things to to do with those ashes, I reckon. <laughs> 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 what were you talking about once putting an urn for your feet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I I actually have this. I have this water bottle that, for all the world, looks like a little urn, like it does, like it. It's this right shape, everything. And so I was actually going to get a little plaque on it saying "Adam's feet, 1982 to 2022," because yeah. kind of talking about plaques. Uh, freak, did did you or did you not get an awesome gift when you had your legs chopped off? Oh, I did, and it freaks everyone the fuck out that comes anywhere near my house now because it sits on our little bench inside the house and um yeah and you got it for me and it's a plaque that has a picture of my feet prior to them being lopped off it's, it's a little <laughs> bit minging <laughs> and um it's got um uh what's it say adam's feet um here uh in, mem- in memory of adam's feet <laughs> uh june uh 1982 to whenever it was august yeah, um, 2022. Yeah, August 2022. Yeah, um, um, thanks for the service. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for the service. <laughs> thanks for the shit service, that oh, is. Man. I, you know, I got home from hospital and I actually put that on my TV cabinet so you could li- you literally looked at it any time you're you know, sitting on the couch and um, it got moved. Um, it freaked my wife out, my my. Poor Christy, I think it freaks her out a little bit. And, um, she moved it. She's like, I don't want to look at that all the time. I'm like, it's only my feet. <laughs> but yeah, maybe it's that yeah. they're no longer in existence. This is true. Yeah. Hey, we're getting a little bit off track. We we really are. Anyway, devotees, mm-hmm. crazy bunch of people. Guys, please stop messaging me really, really, really weird shit because, you know, there's a point where I, I do, not, do not find it funny anymore and I just want to ram your words back down your throat. But... <laughs> 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 Angry person. Uh, yeah, my I have a I have a favorite one though. There was a guy that once you you posted a photo that I'd actually taken of you on the start line in your racing chair. And for anybody who's actually ever seen uh, a person in a racing wheelchair, generally their feet get tucked up behind them or they kneel on their legs. In Tasha's case, she her legs get tucked up behind her. Um, and it was a photo from the back looking down the straight and the back of Tasha's racing chair and you could see her feet down the bottom. And, I, and, and yeah. I did a post along with it to celebrate the fact that I'd just won the bronze medal at the um, 400 metres at Nationals. Yeah. And this dude, like, comments on the post. And he, he says, nice, all the comment, all the whole comment was, nice souls. Yes. Nice souls. So just, just let that one sink in for a little bit. I'm like... I'm looking at him going, oh, nice soul. Oh, it's like, oh, that's really nice. No, he, no, souls of a thing. S-O-L-E-S, yeah. Souls. Oh, see, I just, I should start a spelling bee. It was so, and, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to have some fun with this dude because, you know, that's what I like to do when I can think of something funny to say or, you know, just giving people shit, basically. And um, I met, I replied to him and I'm like, nice souls, dot, 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 question mark. And um, he's like, yeah, what about it? I'm like, mm, just what bit. Whatever floats your boat, dude. Creepy as fuck, <laughs> though, not going to lie. The best, the best time we've had, though, was um, <laughs> not so long ago when that, that, that interesting fella, he... Um, the interesting... He, we get a lot of interesting... Well, you get a lot of interesting fellas. No, this so. was an interesting fella. He was gay and yeah, he... He was. He was very much into you, like... He wanted to have babies with you. Um, I just wanted to tell him it wouldn't be possible. <laughs> not, not, not because for uh, any other reason than you're both men. I, I, <laughs> I truly, and I loved his, 
his forwardness and his honesty. Like, give, give hey, the it didn't start off honest though, did it? Like, he was just pretend acting like he was a, a, a friend that he just well, wanted to be buddies. In, in, in about it wasn't that far in the conversation, about he's five like, minutes in, yeah. And I, and I, you know, this was my really my first devotee experience, so you know, I'm, I'm naive to it, and um. You knew what was going on. I told you. I told you. You just wanted to play with the bugger. Oh no! Hang on. <laughs> Not literally. No, Not I really, literally. I really didn't. He says. He goes. I get this message. I go. Do you know what a devotee is? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. And he's like, well, I'm a devotee. Is that okay? I'm like, well, dude, whatever floats your boat, you know. And then came started coming the questions, and yeah, you know, he was like, I was. I was like, you know, I'm just going to, I was curious. I was like, you know, what, I'm going to see where this went. And wow, man, it didn't take long oh, for it. It escalated <laughs> fast. Like, it <laughs> I was really like, right, all right, <laughs> delete block. <laughs> what was some, what was the, he, oh, he wanted to do all sorts with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm not doing Stop any, playing with your stumps. I'm not playing with my stumps. She thinks I'm sitting here. I'm not playing he is. with my stumps. I'm not. Um, oh yeah, he was just, there was, yeah, it was all sorts of, it's like, oh, have you, yeah, are you, are you gay or are you straight? And I'm like, I'm straight and I'm married and I've got a kid and, you know, so like, okay, oh, and then, yeah, I just, it went from there, but. It, it went from there and got very, very dirty very, wow. very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, so. But, you know, in, in true Tash and Adam style, we, we couldn't just leave it before you blocked it could we 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 oh, had no. we had we, to we had have a little fun. bit of fun to yeah, start with yeah, yeah. um so <laughs> 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 so i decided to um get hold of said devotee send him a, a message and just say dude please i've just found out that my husband's gay thanks to you <laughs> I've just caught him on the toilet talking to you and I, I had, yeah, I don't know why I said that. It was just one of those, those things. It was a story that came up in my head and that's what worked at the time. He's in the, no, he's in the bathroom hiding from you, hiding from me and talking to you. What's going on? You're about to break up a marriage. How could you do this? Oh no. <laughs> poor, didn't stop the poor bugger. He actually no. stepped it up, didn't he? Yeah, yeah absolutely. He started messaging, messaging you even freaking crazier things. So, at which point we were like, yeah, he's just not getting it. He's not gonna. He's no, just not gonna stop. No, 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 <laughs> Sorry, no. I tried to stop him, dude, but just nah, that's nah. all right. Well, you know, <laughs> more power to him. You know, whatever. Well, look, the problem is with half of these people that do things like that is um, they they just have no boundaries and don't and and they. They tried to groom you, and, and mm -hmm. the, the the problem with that, of course, is yes, we've got all our wits about us, and, and we know how to deal with that stuff mm -hmm. and stick up for ourselves. But there are plenty of people out there that, mm -hmm. that don't have that ability, and vulnerable people are taken advantage of. I wonder how often, you know, that the approach that they they take, and and granted, this this person was actually was was very, um, you know, at at first was very was actually quite pleasant and to talk to and you know respectful and and that sort of thing but um yeah anyway didn't last anyway so from that we go we move on to talking about kids which is not probably not a great segue yeah you are you have a gorgeous kid i do my boy's the best he's five and he's a cheeky little shit sometimes but god he's a he's such a nice kid with ants in his pants and all sorts oh, but, his, and but he's such a he's got such a kind heart he does he is he's he's, he's such a good kid he, and um he's you in miniature form though <laughs> like, i've got to say well, you is really, he in he miniature really form is. though because we're about the same yeah, height this is true i was yeah. going to say he used to be miniature form and he's probably going to be taller than you soon no, the, <laughs> well the other day he was trying to measure us up again like he's uh. like dad go back to back with me and Trying to measure our heights, and I'm, I've still got him by like a couple of centimeters. What, so what he needs to <coughs> learn to do is actually get you out of your chair because that's when you're a lot shorter than he is. Yes, yeah, yeah you well, are these days with no legs yeah. there. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So anyway, the soapbox session for today is about. Oh, hang on, let me hit the button. <laughs> get the button right this time. Like two cripples using a beach towel to skydive. This could go anywhere. Welcome to the Soapbox Session. I absolutely love that intro. I know, it's great. 
It's, it's so genius, relaxing. And it's it, the soapbox session is about a rant though, and it actually relaxes me. Oh, it's that's like, what's up? Yeah. So, soapbox session for da- today. So let me let me go back a little bit. So a couple of days ago, my son comes home. He's five and he's in prep at a school on the Gold Coast. Here, amazing school. We love it. Um, he's got great friends there. The teaching staff and and non-teaching staff are all fantastic. And he comes home and I'm like, "Hey, dude, how was your day?" And he's like, "Yeah, good. Usual. What'd you do?" Nothing. Oh, you did something. What'd you? Do? Oh, we had a um, uh, we had a lockdown practice today, and I'm like, fucking what? A lockdown practice. So not like a practice to lockdown for COVID. No, it wasn't. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm interested. Lockdown, and um, I said to him, what do you mean a lockdown? He goes, well, he goes, we go and hide in a room in the school. Um, and wait until we get a signal and then we can come out. And, um, you know, so it's all about, you know, if somebody comes into the school and, and you know, if they're, somebody's got a weapon or something like that so the kids know what to do. What the fuck? Right, <laughs> like, that's th- like, Okay, what was your reaction to that? Because I've got to say, if I heard that my five-year-old was doing that, I would cry my it, eyes it, out. In fact, <laughs> what what happened when you told me that they did done that? It, it, yeah. I was like, I'm a softie. Like, it, people who know me know that I am a softie. And it, br- it did. It brought me to tears. I'm like, what the, f- what kind of a fucked up, messed up world do we live in where a five-year-old has to know about a lockdown? Has, and, has and to know that there's for? know that there's bad people in this world that come into schools and shoot children. What the fuck is wrong or, with or this world? Or intend to do harm. Yeah, maybe not even just, but intend yeah, to do yeah. harm or, or take kids or. That's fucked. Like right, yeah, society is fucked. Uh, that's true. So, I had a question and it's gone. Oh okay. Yeah. Do yeah. good job, me. <laughs> that's right. And so you know, apparently they practice this lockdown for. And, you know, they talk to the kids about it being for, you know, if there's a storm or if there's an animal on loose or something like that. But, um, yeah, and I was just, it just, it horrifies me that a five-year-old, and, you know, I get we're in 2022 and, and shit happens and, you know. And, and you've got to be, you've got to be prepared. You've got you to be, have to be prepared. Look, it's, uh, like I said this the other day, I'm both grateful that he is being taught what to do but I'm also fucking horrified. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm so you you posted about this on socials the other day and a lot of people are like, yeah, 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 every school does it, every school does it. Yeah. But uh, that's kind of not the point. That wasn't the point I was trying yeah. to make. The point I was trying to make is that I was actually horrified that it has to exist at all. Yeah. Um, horrified because of the state of society that this day and age that mm. we have to have to show children these things. That I, I, guess, mm. I guess the one thing that bothered me more or anything is how blase the kids are about it that they know there's they're they're faced with this this possibility of a a bad guy being there as Fletcher said to me and it just it seems like nothing now in and I think that's probably the product of it just I guess kids being faced with so much death these days it doesn't it it's not something that seems scary to them anymore if somebody told me as a child that as as a young child that I could be faced by someone hurting me or doing something bad that would have petrified me that would have absolutely terrified me but these days the kids are so desensitized to death and pain and horror and just Mm. some of the really terrible things in this world that they don't seem phased by it and and that in itself is both a good and a bad thing because you don't want them to be scared no, but exactly. it's horrific yeah. that that has to even be the case it does I mean and then you know I grew up and went to school here in the merry old land of Oz I know you did a lot of schooling your schooling in the US I did so, so both you, the U- UK and the US yeah. yeah so you you experienced lockdown practices and, yes. and lockdowns yeah. for for those very reasons yeah, yeah. um you know when I when I was at school you know I finished school 22 years ago but you know when I was at school our, our, we had fire drills and and that was it. Absolutely. Like, yeah, it was just anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Having having gone to school in Texas, it's um it's 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 definitely a different world yeah, where you're yeah. you, you know I'm I'm sure security s- procedures are a lot more stringent these days. But where where they keep an eye out for kids with guns because mm-hmm. it's so easy for them to access guns in that country and yeah. that, and that's a whole nother conversation. And Don't get me started on. But yeah. and it's, I think um it's, yeah. it's terrifying when you've come out of countries like Australia and the UK, which which 
gun control is incredibly strict where it's certainly in the UK is even harder to get a gun than it is in Australia. And those, even the police don't have guns. Um, It's, it's a very, very scary prospect that kids that are are faced with these things. And, and I'm sure even schools in the UK do these kind of lockdown practices now because it's, it's something that has to be dealt with because it happens so often. And Mm. that's just, it's, terrifying I and think, sad yeah and and you know i just think like like you were saying you know we're, we're very lucky that um you know unfortunately here in australia it, t- it took a tragedy for things to really change and and be moved in the right direction um with you know what happened down in port arthur and before gun control and gun legislation was changed um but you know for anyone based <coughs> overseas that doesn't know about the port arthur massacre look it up it's um it's a tragic tragic story but um port arthur itself if you ever get a chance to visit is just incredible it is, what yeah. a what a facility what a place yeah absolutely and you know they've they've marked that that terrible occasion with um, a beautiful garden and, and we were there just a few really weeks nice ago. memorial yeah, yeah when yeah. we were there for um, Hobart, Hobart Marathon, Marathon yeah, just recently yeah. yeah but um, look in in saying that um, if you are listening and you're a teacher teaching staff uh, in the education sector um, incredibly grateful for everything you guys do to keep our children safe and well and this isn't me having a rant at you guys it's just me having a rant. Um, at society in general at, at the situation that is just average yeah for, 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 you know i could i could go on a rant again but you know i've been there and i've done that but yeah it's just a, a just horrifies me that we're it's at shit yeah, it's just shit there's it, it no other shit. there's no it other way putting you know? it. and and that's the thing you know with with social media being what it is these days and not not being something that we've we've you know we had so much of when we were when we were at school you know i think it brings a lot of those things closer to home too um you know those things that happen overseas and you know um probably in some ways makes it more likely that something like that could possibly happen here as well yeah true that i mean okay so talking about morons that do terrible terrible things to children let's move on to the moron of the day segment can i hit the button you can do it do it do it It's the moron of the day. Don't speak to me I like can, that. I oh, always... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, <yeah>. anyway. <laughs> I always forget that there's people watching us on the live stream. Like, I'm trying to look at you occasionally. Stream. I know, but then I'm sat here dancing along and now I'm like, oh my God, you just looked... In- you look like the moron, Tash. But you are da- you used to be a dancer, so... Yeah, I know, um, but... Uh, that wasn't proper dancing. I'm not really sure what that was. That actually looked like my uh, that was one the, and a half year old niece kind of. That was the wheelchair electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyway, today's moron of the day. Let me tell you a little tell story. Me, Tash, I'll tell, tell me. you, tell you, tell you. So yesterday I was out in my racing wheelchair um, doing some last minute practice before the marathon just working on a bit of technique and speed and there's this lovely um beach pathway that runs along an area here on the gold coast called the spit it's beautiful down there there's a lovely wide open flat path and it is a great area to practice um distance and speed on because it's so flat and so straight and I'm pushing down and I'm trying to get up some speed. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably doing about 20, 22 Ks an hour at this point. Trying not to push too hard, obviously, because I'm protecting my shoulders before the marathon in Japan. And head down. And I have not seen that some idiots thought that it would be a wonderful, fantastic idea to leave between two bollards on the footpath before there's a road crossing, before the ramp going down onto the road, right in the middle, two lime scooters. Now, <laughs> oh, but, but, but Tash, you're supposed to be able to put them where people can find them and see them and get to them. Yeah, so for people who don't understand lime scooters, they're these like the public access electric scooters that you yep. find around in a lot of big cities that you just uh, pay for and then when they... It's like you tap a card Yeah, or you tap a card on yeah. it and when it runs out of money, it gets left in that place and some some cities have pickup areas especially for them some cities they just get thrown on the floor or you know thrown wherever and left for the next person to collect it Mm -hmm. and use it now that's all well and good but 
If you are going to leave these scooters somewhere, why leave them in A, the middle of the pathway between two bollards so you're blocking the entire pathway, but B, also in the middle of a ramp so that you're preventing somebody from getting, especially if they're a wheelchair user, from getting up the ramp and into the... I know know why people do it. Because they're lazy motherfuckers? Because some people, and, and this is not me saying this is some people, get it? Are dickheads. Oh, yeah, exactly mm-hmm. right. They're lazy motherfuckers. Well, okay, let's go with that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm being very Samuel L. Jackson today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm channeling him. Um, he doesn't have a pommy accent. No, though. this is true. I don't no, do it very it. well. Um, <laughs> but, like, seriously, guys, don't be so lazy that you can't at least put them to the side of a pavement or on the grass or something because not only are you preventing walking able-bodied people from getting past you're preventing parents with prams you're prevent but more than anything you're causing problems for wheelchair users and there are or you know any kind of mobility device Mm -hmm. user there are many of us around and uh, in a wheelchair you can't lift those scooters up and move them out the way they're heavy and it's freaking impossible and you're not even for people like this like try and speak People like us with a, a relatively decent amount of strength and, and fitness, you know. Um, if a lot it's of hard time, for us, then... You know, an older person who's exactly. on a mobility scooter or, you know, whatever's going to... just It's going to be impossible. Exactly right. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, think about where you're putting these things. It's not hard. It's not difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just courtesy. It's basic courtesy to not leave things in the middle of the pavement. I mean, why would you do that in the first place? Regardless, I mean, why would you just leave things in the middle of a pavement like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sidewalk, it's footpath, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, there's a lot of young intentional crap there too. That you know, but I don't, I don't think it's that. It's just laziness. Like you yeah. see people doing it constantly. That that all the time these scooters just get left strewn all over the place. The number of times we've been on hills and just in places that you cannot. Um, in any way maneuver around them and they've just been left in the way and yep. we've and our the, our entire method of getting somewhere has been blocked because because of these damn scooters. Mm-hmm. It's yep. crazy. Yep, absolutely. Don't do it, people. Don't <laughs> don't do it. Tasha said don't do it. I have. And it, and if you do you're gonna end up being spoken about on a podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's becoming our thing now. Yeah, it kind don't of do is. it or you're gonna end up being speak spoken about on a podcast. It's kind of true. Yeah, it's true. We we've done that though. Yeah, this yeah, is true. This okay. is what we do. Okie dokie. Now for a lighter note. Yeah, we need a little bit of lightness after this. The kindness virus. Sounds like a a light uh, zombie. A light zombie? Light zombie. I don't know. He was like... It sounds like me when I've just woken up in the morning after a few <laughs> drinks. <laughs> I probably look like that as well. I wouldn't know, but okay. You wouldn't know. You've you've woken up in the same room as me when we've been racing. Yeah, yeah true that. Uh, true that. Mind you, I've generally not had a few drinks then. No, no not after. Uh, the night after. after well, yeah, yes, yeah. that has happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm well behaved, but... If you if you want to see an interesting group of people, prof- basically professional athletes after they've done a marathon that night, it is on. <laughs> yeah, wow. it is. <laughs> it kind of needs to be stress relief. Yep. Okay, kindness virus. Kindness I'm virus. gonna tell you a story. I'm, I'm oh, all you? with the stories today, oh, aren't I? I'm loving I, this. I just get to sit here and listen. It's great. Oh, and occasionally nod and go, mm, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. So an off-duty police officer that I know, or well, <laughs> she, she's a police officer, but she was off-duty at the time. She uh, went to Woolworths to do some shopping. Woolworths is our local grocery store, um, for those of you that don't know Australian grocery stores. <laughs> so is it, and for our southern friends, it's safe? Way, I think. Oh, in, in New, Ze- New Zealand? So, uh, yeah. Countdown. Uh, count, count, uh, countdown New Zealand. And Safeway's America, isn't it? Uh, there's also Vic- a, there's a Safeway. Victoria. Oh. They, do, they do Safeway in Victoria. I okay. don't know if that's Coles or Woolies, though. Anyway, uh, I digress. Anyway. It's what I do best. Uh, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, completely lost where I was because that's what Woolies. happened. Oh, yeah. Woolies. And she's um, just done some shopping. She's coming out with her shopping trolley and looked over to the side and she's seen this um, elderly woman, probably, she said maybe sort of late 80s, early 90s, in a wheelchair, um, no, she wasn't in a wheelchair, kind of hobbling around, bent over, clearly very, very visibly struggling. 
And in the one hand, she is pushing her elderly husband in a wheelchair who who was doing a lot worse than she was and in the other hand a great big full trolley of shopping there are all these people walking past Mm -hmm. doing nothing not offering to help just watching this poor woman struggle and my off-duty police officer she was like oh my god what's wrong with people this woman needs help and has gone to gone to give her a hand and this lovely old lady was like oh God, thank you, thank you so much. This is going to help me so much. I can't believe you're helping me because apparently in all this time that she's been doing this and she does it every single week, um, takes her husband shopping, not one single person has offered to help her. That's so. Um, so she was taken down to the car, helped helped um, the elderly husband to get into the car and had her shopping emptied by, by this police officer person. And I just want to say, like, Police get such a bad rap. They do. They do. Like they, they get a hugely bad rap, and I don't think that's fair. I mean, a lot of people go, "Oh, well, you know, that person was being paid to do that job anyway. No, she was off duty. She doesn't get paid to do anything at that point. It was entirely out of the kindness mm. of her own heart that she decided to help that woman. But you know, cops are there, the overwhelming majority, because yep. they've got good intentions 100%. and they want to help people. They want to keep the community safe and they want to save lives and help people. Yep. And it's it's that that kind of ethos that's that's ingrained in her that makes her help other people out on even mm-hmm. on her days off. Like yeah, it, yeah. kindness is free. Yeah, hundred percent. Kindness doesn't cost anything. It was World mm-hmm. Kindness Day this week, and we we did a post about it and said, Do you know what? It doesn't. It's not going to cost you anything to offer a person who clearly needs assistance mm-hmm. help, or a person that is struggling a shoulder to cry on, just or to ask a friend or a stranger if they're okay, strike up a conversation with someone and ask them how their day was. Kindness is free, and I just think that too often so people will say things like, "Oh well, they get paid to do that," and don't and actually forget that it's their humanity that makes them do it in mm-hmm. the first place. Yep. So. QPS, Queensland Police Service, all the police services out there. You You guys guys rock. You guys rock. You're doing Mm -hmm. amazing things. And you do, for the most part, for the overwhelming majority of you guys, you're out there doing Mm -hmm. what you can to keep us safe and look after us and just be genuine, kind, nice people. So, um, yes, there are some bad eggs, but there's bad eggs out everywhere. Every element of life. You can't. Probably a few on my fridge right now. Yes. Oh, not that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you never fr- throw food out. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. I anyway, we just wanted to give a shout out to those guys because you know you're doing a great job, and I think it, that needs to be heard more often. I agree. You know, it's it's funny. It's almost like, um, you know, doing doing something kind. I find when I'm having a, a shit day for whatever reason, if something bad's happened or you know days and going plan or whatever, if I can find something nice to do for somebody else it's almost a little bit selfish because if i do something nice for somebody else it turns my day around i'm feeling really good about myself all of a sudden exactly right and and that's that's the one thing it's good for your own mental health to help other people um it's it's probably one of the number one things you can do in life to make yourself feel better feel better is to actually do something a little bit altruistic and help others support others do something kind because once you have kindness in your soul it's something that just breeds it 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 jumps from person to person that makes you feel good that makes them feel good and everybody around you feels good so it's 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 a snowball of positivity 100 percent. and just it just for clarity we're not talking about souls like we were referring to in the in the previous section, we're talking about soul. S O U L. Oh, different. Okay. See, I'm back to my spelling bee. Yeah. <laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Awesome. I think we're. Is we're, that a wrap? That's a wrap. Hey, we've done a whole hour today. I know hey, we are. Us. We're killing it for time. We're doing. We're doing okay. Yes, we are. So, who have we got for next week's guest? Do we know? We we don't yet. I'm I am working on it. I have several people. We're just trying to align calendars and, yes, and we all are. that sort of stuff. Yes, we so, are. So, so and, and when we come back next week, we're going to have lots to talk to you about because we'll have be able to speak about Japan. I know. We so as I said earlier, we get on a plane on Friday. We'll call it past five on Friday morning, and um and get on a plane and oh, good job. <laughs> just knock myself oh, out with the microphone. Man, you know what I'm. I'm I'm glad that was on camera because nobody would believe me if I told him. <laughs> Tash knocks knocks herself out with a microphone. 
phone. I know, right? I, I, I am the one person that constantly hits their head on anything and everything. I yeah. never understand how it happens with my head so big, but there you go. Oh, my head's <laughs> big. Anyway. So, yeah, so we're going to, we'll be in Japan and we'll come back with uh, a whole bunch. We're going to do some recording while we're We are. We, and, um, we are going to record a Japan special. That's going to be so cool. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's going to be a podcast coming to you at a different time to all our usual ones. A little bit, something a little bit extra coming to you from the Oita Marathon yeah. and um, celebrating a little bit of Japanese culture. Absolutely. I've got a challenge for you. Oh, God. I'm going to challenge. As, you, as challenge. you know, I can't turn down a challenge, so please yeah, don't make it something too I know. bad. And this, is, this is why this was not discussed prior to oh, recording. Oh, shit. Because we're on the live and... Oh, God, what am and, I about to get uh, myself into? And I'm going to say, as my, my five-year-old say, double dare you, which means you got to do it. Oh, does it now? Yep. Okay. So your mission, should you choose to accept it, <laughs> I'm getting the filthiest looks here. It's great. <laughs> While we're in Japan... Your job is to learn in the Japanese language. Hello, my name is Natasha. I'm not Natasha, you're Natasha. Hello, my name is Natasha. How are you? What is your name? Or something along those lines. Oh, I thought it was going to be some kind of like crazy freaky phrase, you know. Hello, my name is Natasha. Can I take you to some... Can I take some photos of your feet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I reckon I should I should learn that just to, oh, just to freaking creep people out. Absolutely. You know what? That's going to make it harder. <laughs> so absolutely, that's going to be the phrase. Okay. Hello, my name is Natasha and can I take photos of your feet? Okay. Yep. And, and so do I need to add in the whole little bit about me not being Natasha because that's exactly what you said a moment ago? Or? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Sorry, I'm confusing you now. It's all good. <sighs> Doesn't take much. <coughs> this is true. All right, so all right, people. That's your challenge. That's the challenge. Right. Okay, challenge accepted. All right, cool. Okay. See you next time. See you next time. Have a good week. Peace. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Two Cripples, One Pair of Legs. As always, we'd like to thank our studio guests for joining us and, of course, to the legends at Podfire for making all of this come to life. If you've liked what you've heard or even if we've offended the shit out of you but you still want to hear more, make sure you hit the subscribe button and also check out our Insta page, twocrips.onepairoflegs, and you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops.